Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Sneaks, Rhymes, and Life. I am your host, Lionel McDonald. So, hey, as we roll through many episodes, I think we're approaching, I think we crossed the 130 line and uh, and rolling our way, probably by the end of summer, we'll be at the mythical number of 150 episodes, which at, I think on the onset of this podcast, I didn't really think of that was really going to be possible or I would have the duration because I've had lots of friends that have had podcasts and you know, they probably lasted, you know, 20 or 30, which is a, a daunting task on, on their own. So, you know, it's the, hopefully it's the summer of Lionel uh, and uh, we, we make it to 150. But uh, today's guest is none other than Lexia Donaldson. So I've known Lexia, geez, it's like 10 years now. And, you know, who is Lexia and what she, what is she? No, she's a mom. She's a, uh, a, uh, 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 a wife now, but obviously, you know, I know her from way before either of those things happened. So um, she's been into the dancing and, and obviously been a teacher. You know, she's now become a devoted Muslim. And then obviously um, we have our connection through Full Locker. So um, and don't forget sneakers, because we'll definitely have to touch on that. So, Alexia, welcome to the pod. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm amazing. Amazing! Such a pleasure to be here. You have no idea. All right, so let's let let's start with start with my last point. So sneakers. So, you know, um, we think about sneakers, and you know, you've been obviously um, an advocate for for women's sneakers for for so many different things. But if we kind of just touch on, where did your passion from sneakers kind of originate? Where did that start? Probably as early as like, I just re I remember seeing my older brother like wear some pretty nice sneakers when I was younger, before like we really had access to things because I don't think I got my hands on my first nice pair of sneakers until I was in like, like middle school and like okay. claimed to need basketball shoes really bad. But I was more, you know, going for like as stylish as I could, but I used yeah. being on the basketball team as the excuse for needing new sneakers. <laughs> um. But yeah, my dad and my brother were pretty fly. And then, of course, like, to be honest, my biggest inspiration sneakers wise and fashion wise, which I'm sure we'll get into, is uh, just like the entire late 90s and early 2000s hip hop era uh, and the fashion that came out of that, like, that was a huge influence on me. But personally, probably like in my family, my, my brother and my dad. Yeah, sneakers. yeah. It, it's always yeah. a it's always a sibling, or sometimes pops. Like I, I hopefully like ten years from now, Winnie gets on the podcast. She's been on before, and she says, "Oh, like I like sneakers because because dad likes sneakers and mom likes sneakers." So we'll we'll have to we'll have to see how that uh, that goes. So speaking of you know, obviously you know siblings and and parents. Happy belated Mother's Day. Um, okay. What was Mother's Day like for you? Like, what did you get up to? um you know how was the day how did you spend the day mother's day itself uh i went out to brunch with my sisters who you know my my two younger sisters and then my mother uh and nyla my daughter came with us so mm -hmm. it was us ladies out for like brunch and then the day after we kind of post celebrated um at the zoo for oh, okay. nyla's first trip at the zoo which was so funny it was yeah. just hilarious seeing her react to all the animals. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's what we got up to. It was really nice. Just yeah, to see times. animals in in person, it, it probably just totally blew her mind. After seeing them, you know, they're stuffy or they 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 have them, 
uh, in books, but to see them real, real live in the flesh is probably something special. Yeah, she was fluid. It was it was hilarious. I've spent more time watching her react to the animals than seeing the animals myself. I swear. <laughs> so that that's amazing. That that's how you you spend mothers mothers. So like, if we talk about your daughter, like you know, and you're obviously a, an avid lover of sneakers. You know, has your daughter started to? I have to tell well, you, the, I don't the, know if she, the if truth she's about picked that. Out her own style yet. I think that may be coming time, but like, yeah. how fly is how flyers are outfits? Okay, truth be told, it sounds so bad, but like I started buying shoes for my like at that time would be my future child before I was even planning to have the future oh, child. Yeah. And you know who got me on that? Voidy. Guilty. And Guilty. you, yeah, he got Voidy got it for me just, Boydie, just for like, facts. Did he? Okay, yeah, yeah. but Voidy had like at the time like he wasn't even like nothing was in the works for Voidy yeah. at the time yeah. or me. Like I wasn't even married or anything at that moment, but he yeah. was like, yeah, you know, like this shoe's not gonna release, and I, and you know by the time and then the cog started turning in my head, and then it was over. As soon as you yeah. buy your first baby shoe, pre baby. Yeah. It's it's over. You're like you're looking out for every lot, calling all the different stores because at the time, right, I was yeah. not at a kids carrying the locations. I was trying to like secure Nyla's shoes before Nyla was even a, an idea. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so she honestly, her fits are. I gotta, I gotta give it to her mama. Like they are some pretty good fits. <laughs> I don't even I care half as much about my outfits now as 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 much as I do as hers. hers. Yeah, yeah. Well, she'll say yeah. she got it for mama. It's so fun. that's that's where uh, that's how it will go down. So, um, so if we, if we continue to talk about sneakers, like you know, I don't know if and I think I had this debate with someone, you know, collections and is it the quality of your collection or how big your collection is? But maybe give us a couple highlights of what's in your collection like what is your kind of your go-tos what are some of your favorites but let's start there i love that debate of quality over quantity because i think before i used to be just a quantity person and my mindset was just like the more the merrier if there's like a silhouette i like i want all the colors of that silhouette like i didn't even i didn't even hold myself to like a, having a cap but i think my mentality has kind of changed with that a little bit i still have like the embarrassingly large collection which is probably nothing in comparison to 90 percent of your guests or yourself but oh, for wow. me i'm like in like the 70 range still like like okay. a little uh, here or there of 70 pairs and my house is not large which is why it's the problem that i have said <laughs> because if you open any closet in this little one bedroom apartment that we have there's shoes in it like just the only area i've not touched is the kitchen like kitchen cap cupboards you can open there's no shoes oh, like wow. everywhere else in the house you yeah. open it and there's shoes there so but uh man they i really range i i have um probably the most of one silhouette is ones obviously that's like my tried and true like my mm -hmm. ones are are my favorite silhouette i think but then i have everything from like you know, I really like shocks and that's a recent discovery. Like, and those are kind of hard to get my hands on. Yeah. Uh, Air more one up tempo all time, all time favorite, like Nike, Nike sneaker. Yeah. So I'm kind of all over the place. And I even have some shoes like I regret picking up. We all, we just, all like, do. Well, we all you do. know, you, you get caught up in the hype or you yes. just think, Hey, no, this will look good with this outfit. And then you take it home one outfit and then you rock it. And it's like, it's not as good as I thought it was, and I can't take it back. So, I'm, I'm just gonna. This is, this is going to the back of the closet. 
Yeah, I've done it too many times. I really was, I was in it deep. I like to say I was, I was in it deep. And when you work with them, they're just, yeah. you just, you have nothing to do but to create those outfits in your head all day. And oh, like, yeah. you're, you're just staring at the shoe and you're both talking yourself into it and out of it. Like throughout the whole eight hour shift, you're like, you've, you've been <laughs> here and there and you usually end up, at least for me, I usually ended up just yeah. being like, well, if I'm yeah. thinking about it this much, I got to cop it. Which yeah. knows, but I totally yeah, no, my, get my you. collection ranges for sure. Yeah. Okay. So what, how would you like, let's not talk about necessarily the, the quantity or the quality, but like, like in terms of engagement of the sneaker community, if you were to rate yourself one to 10, where, where do you think you fall? That's something else I'd have to say, like I, I could probably previously call myself a nine or a 10 in that, like if I had yeah. rated out a 10, like I was super involved. Like I knew all the drops that were happening. I, I tried to be like physically present, whether I was like working or not for like releases and stuff like that. I just really used to love everything about um, like release days and, and the sneaker community and still do. But um, I mean, naturally, I've just been a bit more withdrawn lately. I, I, I totally. can't say I'm a nine or a 10 in that anymore. And if I have to be honest with you, I like I don't even really look at releases lately. Yeah. Like I couldn't even I, I mean, I could maybe name two in the last few months that I know yeah. have like released. But besides that, I'm so out of the loop. But I think that's because I had to keep myself out of the loop to keep myself under control for a while. <laughs> I needed to like, totally. I needed to step out of the game, yeah, be responsible for a little while. Uh, and I think it's because I, I used to be okay just having this massive collection and like not necessarily wearing it all, even though I'm a pro wear your sneakers person. Oh I yeah, but there's no not... there's no stashing. You need to just no. wear the damn thing. Exactly. And I'm not practicing what I preach, Lionel. I'm 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 not wearing all my kicks. <laughs> so I, I feel like if yeah. I continue to to bring new yeah. homies into the clique, I, I'm gonna continue <laughs> to neglect the old ones. I've so heard them called like... a lot of things. I don't know if it called homies into the clique. That's that's what that's one we're gonna have to put one on ice because I have to pull that one out of my back pocket later. Well, I, I feel like I've got a really nice click here and I'm already neglecting them a bit. So I can't, yeah. no new friends for right now. Okay, no new friends. No new friends. So, I feel, I feel yeah. you on that. So yeah. you, you, already, you kind of alluded to the next question and that the shoe that you wear and it doesn't work out. But then I think there's the flip side and then the shoe that you really wanted, but you didn't get it. What, what shoe is that? Oh, so one that I like didn't technically have like the right access to because I always like only worked like in my immediate realm. I like never went to any outside like buying sources, aka if it wasn't offered at Foot Locker, I wasn't really killing myself to get it. Yeah. Nor did I really like have the, the any hookups to get like those, you could say the more ones at livestock pairs. or yes, you know, yes, uh, now, exactly. now for, for women, make ways the new spot and. Yes, yes hit Ramona on the side. Shut up, yes, that's it good. Is. What's happening? <laughs> Shut so, up, Ramona. Um, but yeah, like I would you, say, if like, you don't have those connects, you just kind of let it go, or unless you really, really yeah. want it, and then you're paying resale, yeah. and that's yeah. that's a, it's a whole yeah. different flex, right? But getting at a retail yeah. is the new flex right now. Facts. I have to say, never have I ever bought a resale shoe. That's impressive. Price. Yes, I held myself to that um, limit there and also it just hurts i'm a naturally thrifty individual and like obviously mm -hmm. working with sneakers like i was like uh, 
if I can't get it at my like home and at a thrifty price, I'm not, I'm not getting it. Yeah. So I would I would say if I was gonna choose a shoe like that, like probably the the original Travis Scott Air Force One with the grill um, detail. Yeah. That one got away, but also the shattered back reverse shattered backboard ones. I could have yeah. got those, and I just didn't, and I don't know why. Yeah. I, and I think about it. Yeah. Monthly. And that's so, a shocker because that's a one. Like you just think that would be yeah. for you auto cop, but I know eh, it was happen. before I was like avidly collecting my ones. Yeah. Like it was when I was just like just getting into like my one collection, yeah. uh, and I let that one slip away. I remember Claudia got it, like Q got it, and she would wear them all the time. And I was like, yo, that is a shoe I most definitely slept on. Yeah, and I should have got it. Oh, I still remember. I think there was it was a pair of uh, the denim navy Levi's for, and they had Fours, a right? and ended a jump man. And like, in the, we didn't have many. There was a huge lineup. There's all these issues, but like where where I sit on the food chain, like I could have just said I had it, and then yeah. I looked at people, and people were like, "Oh, I can't get this one." So it was like I let I let let someone have it. I was like, ah, I'm trying yeah. to buy this. Like I'm just trying to like wean off this, and then started seeing man's wear it and it was like what did i do and then it's like how much is this worth like if i really wanted to get it like like just like let's just put this to bed like i'm not that's just one i'm never gonna have and i looked yeah. and it was like 700 us and it's like cool we done we done okay. that shoe is like out of the rotation I'm it's okay. never coming back i'm not looking for it yeah it's like it's like hey, just not getting that one it's okay i have lots and I go look down, yeah. I go look in my closet or I look downstairs and it's like, God, I just got to distract yeah, myself. With okay. one yes, yes. Yeah, it, it, it's not going to break my heart. And this was like, oh, I think that was like six years ago. That one came up. The um, blue denim? The blue one. Mm. Yeah. Like I've seen the that white. One I would and I think would be black. so unwearable, but it actually, no, I've also no. seen some gotta, fits. Yeah, you got to yeah. see, you got to flip the fit. And it's like, you got the yeah. denim, but you got to go denim top. And then you got to go like, khakis or like yeah, or khaki, wide yeah. leg pants and then and he probably have a white shirt underneath and then he just the shoe just goes <laughs> like goes yeah. nuke and i'm just like whoa what the hell do you have on it's like yeah don't worry about this shoe don't worry yeah. about it don't worry about it sweetheart Got that. <laughs> don't worry about sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's when that got away for sure yeah yeah so so when we think about um as we kind of move along you know we obviously talked about your relatives, but within, and you said you mentioned basketball. So maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, you as a young lady playing basketball and, and how kind of sneakers and basketball kind of came to be the kind of guy you going on sneakers. So if I have to be honest, my basketball career was brief. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my basketball career was brief. But um, I did play, I really loved it in middle school. I've been like athletic my whole life. Like uh, anything sports was really like, had my heart. Soccer has was kind of the longest uh, lasting one besides gymnastics when I was younger, but like real hardcore, like like team sports, stuff like that. Soccer had my heart the longest. Basketball, okay. I played in middle school pretty seriously. But then um, also soccer was, I was the most serious about. So sneaker wise, like obviously basketball influenced me heavily. Like you want to have fly fly kicks on the court, yeah. but also something functional. But I also didn't understand that functionality. Like at the time, I was like I mentioned earlier, I was really going for like style and flashy and and yeah. and even when um, 
even with my cleats, like playing soccer, I wanted flashy. I needed like, I needed the mercurial Nike cleats. Oh, wow. I needed like, okay. yeah, I needed like something fly that yeah, I would look sick, like running on the, on the <laughs> pitch with. Killing, killing dad's pocketbook though, for real. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. But again, I've always been thrifty. So like, yeah when it came to finding them, like I would be at like SVP or like something. So I would get the, the one that, you know, is technically like very expensive, very flashy, but I would always find it at that, like mm -hmm. good price. That's always been ingrained in me. Okay. But yeah, af being athletic, like my whole life, get shoes just come secondhand and like kicks yeah. just come secondhand. It's like, it's like your instrument. Like if you're a musician, like, so yeah, it's definitely been, in, intertwined in my life like awesome. forever so if you if you think about now that the, the transition you kind of mentioned before because you always said fashion was a piece of it but then you went from kind of the basketball or, or the the sports world you eventually then you know transitioned into dance so tell us the story of how that all kind of came to be when you kind of look you kind of figured out that oh I got something here. I got something that I'm excited about. And what did that, what did the dance journey look like? That also started in middle school. Um, like I was just a very extracurricular child. Like I was in all the, on all the sports teams, but then I was mm -hmm. also on like the dance squad in middle school. And just like you said, I realized like I really just naturally, my dad's a musician. So okay. the musicality has always been just like something that came very easy for me. So, uh, man, when, when I started dancing in middle school, I did a little bit of ballet and stuff like that when I was younger. But again, gymnastics was it, which there's not really right. any music there unless you're doing no. the floor routine. Yeah. And it's not that, it's not that, you know what I mean? It's just not that. But, um, well, it's what you make came, it. I would, so... I would, Winnie would argue with you. Yeah, also, like, hey, yeah, no, I, you get, I agree you with You get her. the right music, you, you get it happen. Yes. And nowadays, like yeah. the floor routines. They've taken it to a whole new level. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They do some sick floor routines to some sick music with with dance moves in it. And I'm not I don't know if it was just the time that I was like in, but um my Russian gymnastics coach was not really like doing me those <laughs> kind of songs. No, she was not. <laughs> Even when I was competing, like it was very like it was very different. And I yeah. love the the way that it's it's kind of snowballed into being very uh, modern and and current like like the floor routines and the music and all that but middle school dance squad then I had to make the decision when going to high school if I was going to pursue soccer for the rest of my life and go to Birchmount or if I was going to pursue dance all of a sudden and go to Rosedale so I ended up choosing like probably by flip of a coin but not really to go to Rosedale and start dance which felt like I was kind of starting at zero because I didn't have like formal training like the rest of like the dancers did but again it just sure. came naturally to me and I just I just grew a real passion for it and I'm a very like creative soul so I, I that's something I don't really get to express that much through my athletics necessarily like playing soccer like it was just my like brute strength and athleticism but like in dance I had that athleticism still and exhibiting that strength but also like I was able to like be so expressive and creative and stuff like that so that's when I kind of made the transition from uh, just athletics and sports to dance. And then it kind of stuck. Like I, I took it so seriously in high school that I um, pursued it in college too. So I went to George mm -hmm. Brown for commercial dance and um, that program was awesome. It was essentially a program that 
feeds you into being like you know doing like backup dancing or uh, like broadway like musicals and yeah. um mu yeah music videos things things of that nature um and i always had like an idea when i was really little like music was so involved in my life that i was going to be like in music videos like that's one oh, thing that was okay. like a recurring like thought and desire as a kid and just watching music videos that inspired me so much mm -hmm. with, with like the path I ended up taking in life, like uh, the Michael Jackson's, the Missy Elliott's, the like the, the, the Leo's, prime yeah. of, yes, the prime of like music video time, which I would argue is just so different than music videos of this day and age. I'm sure you can find some gems, but like that era yeah. unmatched for me, like so inspiring dance wise with the hip hop, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of when the transition happened and yeah I took it I took it seriously I did do, get to do some backup dancing got a little bit of music video work here and there um post and during college uh so yeah that's that's how that transition transition occurred. okay because it's so yeah. interesting you mentioned like the, the whole music thing like for younger listeners and yeah, you know, we have some teenagers now that, that that I've connected they're like friends of mine their kids now listen to yeah. this podcast and like if you'd have to go back into a like a time warp as we're talking about like mid to late 2000s or uh, 90s and then early 2000s and there were still you know video music box or you'd go watch rap city or you watch big tick and you would you'd had to be home at a certain time to watch because there was no dvr there was no i'm just gonna go watch it on youtube you had to be home at 4 30 to see tigga in the booth and <laughs> yeah. he was going to talk to x person and then they're going to rap exactly. and then they're going to show the videos because if you weren't home like you missed it people talked it. about it at yeah. school and you just yeah. didn't like i don't know you didn't know what was up you, youtube like, wasn't there some, to help you're waiting for like the highlight show to show up after like months later it's like that's the yeah. video and like even to this day like if you go in like youtube videos sometimes you'll see a video that's 20 years old that you've never seen because yeah. you weren't at home to watch Rhapsody or <laughs> or or take her in the basement or, or whatever the case is. and I by the way I met him um recently I met him at all-star weekend in, no in Utah and that's all I want it's like there was uh Adonis Haslam and uh Bam Adebayo and everyone went to the the, the basketball like I was like, take, let's talk. Come on. Let's talk about the basement. Are you going to go back in the basement? Like, that's all I wanted. That's the only person I like beelined up. Yeah. And all we did, we just start talking about music and what he was doing. And it was, it was awesome. Like they had their celebrity and I had mine. So <laughs> that's true. So, you know, we, if we, as we were talking about dance, so like then there was the evolution that you had that you started to teach. So like, how did you kind of get to that point of, your your dancing career that you wanted to teach other students uh, well when did I start okay well the teaching semi started in high school because I was like leading the hip-hop club through, mm -hmm. through my years in high school especially grade like 10 11 12 there was it was always like a student run flex so they would we would perform in all the shows like the year-end show and like the uh choreographic workshops and stuff like that but it was student run it wasn't teacher run so obviously there had to be some students that wanted to dedicate their time to choreograph dances, teach it to the other students in dance, in, in the hip hop club. And from grade nine, when I was just in hip hop club, I knew that yeah. I wanted to like 
lead it eventually and like choreograph for it. And I ended up getting to do that for my last three years and it was amazing. It was so, I guess that just kind of transferred into, I got to teach at, um, what was it called? Riverdale Dance Center. Um, out there for so many years and I got to teach kids and there's something special about teaching like young kids any yeah. type of dance but like hip-hop and I'm really into like like just like the the being able to freestyle like when you yeah. first start dancing and stuff like that it's such a nerve-wracking thing first for most at least it's such like to be to be able to trust yourself to like make up moves on the spot and and to have that confidence and to kind of like rid of that feeling of like judgment that you kind of feel like especially like just imagine like the hip-hop circles you already know and then like yeah. being in the middle of the circle doing your doing your thing Do, and then doing your thing it's it's nerve-wracking but yeah. i really loved to like empower kids and like anybody i would talk to about dance like to, to have the confidence to go in there and not really think just to feel it out just to you know just to do your thing have your flavor like there's no wrong moves there's no bad ideas like and I had some pretty inspirational teachers along my route that like helped me have that mentality but right. in general I just I just love instilling confidence in in youth and so when I was teaching I was really able to do that and like get, get some kids out of their shells and it's just so rewarding from start to finish to yeah. like work on skills and then like have a little show in front of their parents where like yeah. they get to do their little dance and do their thing. It was just such a rewarding yeah. job. So yeah. from from high school onward, like I, I definitely got into a couple of studios and got to teach there. Okay, That's kind of how it started. Yeah. So obviously your world is different because you're, you're married now and you have this beautiful young daughter, but you know, have you ever thought of going back down that realm of, maybe teaching a class or two just you know because that that itch is still there potentially yeah I mean I I do try to transfer that feeling that I got from from that elsewhere you know what I mean I mean I do have my own little one-year-old prodigy dancer yeah. in the making you know like <laughs> I should be teaching her some moves already yeah. that I can but um yeah. You know, it's always I, I know, I'll never say never it's definitely potential my younger sister yeah. it teaches um oh, and okay. she she just she just graduated and and then my other younger sister is like they're literally both like the me that continued dancing and the me that continued athletics nice. like yeah one of one of each yeah. so I really get to like indulge in both both, both sides of, of myself yeah. with them and I love watching her teach and I love watching her play like I saw her play yeah. lacrosse today my other little sister so yeah. I'll never say never I'll never say never yeah. I loved I loved teaching yeah, well, when you, yeah. you're you're talented like yourself, like it's like it's not like you forgot how to dance. Like you you can you can <laughs> go back true. down that route anytime that you're, it's you're true. ready. So, hundred um, percent. So as as we move forward, I think you know, obviously, you know, and I know you well because um, again, it's like ten years. But you know, in in recent years, you you've obviously kind of gone through you know a, a spiritual awakening, and and now you're you're a devoted Muslim. So not necessarily why or anything like that but you know what is the experience like been and and, and you know you, you just come off Eid which obviously was is a very important time for the Muslim community how was your Eid? So nice. Eid was particularly nice because um so I've been Muslim four years now I j just passed so it's been it's four amazing years. amazing that it's been right. that long it's like time I know. is just flying. I, I know I agree it's it's definitely feel like it's flown by um and this was my my mom actually just became Muslim in February, um, which is 
crazy, incredible for her. Um, so it was my first time getting to celebrate with her. And it was also like one of the first times that like, it just felt like uh, a lot of people around me like involved, you know, I have my daughter now, I have you know, my husband and his family and now my, getting my mom involved and stuff like that. It was, it was just really beautiful time. Mm -hmm. And, and the journey through the four years for myself and even like prior has been just a whirlwind and really, really like uh, challenging and like the most in beautiful ways like it challenges the parts of myself that um yeah. that I just kind of like left unchallenged if that makes sense you know what I mean no, like it uh it really brought out a lot of like good qualities in me like really really did like gen being generous like has just been a huge pinnacle for me and helping without even thinking and um just like again just I've always loved to instill confidence in others and just like dedicating myself and my, the, the experience I've had and the knowledge I have pertained like and just giving that to other people that need mm -hmm. it so it's been an amazing journey to be honest like I can't even yeah <laughs> just to hear you talk about like just to hear the the personal growth and the you know the maturity and the evolution and just like what you need you now value is is amazing to hear and not that you didn't value that but now this is this is at the forefront of who you are and and the the young lady that you're raising and and all those other things so that's that's amazing to see but I think with within all that I think how you've you know continued to hold parts of yourself from years past and now it's mm -hmm. how it's been attached or in, in encapsulated with the person you are today so where, where I'm going with this is obviously you know you know there's you've been a devoted Muslim now for four years but when we look at you and social media particularly on TikTok and and, and I you're gonna have to break <laughs> down this TikTok phenomenon that you you've been on but you have this now incredible following of those that are devoted Muslims that are young men and young women and you find ways to style outfits for the muslim community and you just mm -hmm. like you, you can watch and you just see how much engagement you have with your posts so tell us the journey that you did and you know obviously tiktok became a thing in the last four years or so but the following that is now following you because of the lexi that we know today is quite remarkable yeah well i have to say i mean i'm a clearly a strong believer that everything happens for a reason mm -hmm. um if you even just think about the fact that you know the life that I was living before four years ago uh, very involved in the dance community very of all types of dance and stuff like that which I'll always love and respect but had TikTok come out before four years ago I would be known for an incredibly different lifestyle and yeah. I would I would have in my opinion, gained also a huge notoriety, but for a completely different, different reason. reason. And I just think like, I mean, thank God that that TikTok came out when it did and I didn't have to go back and, you know, yeah. scrub the internet of any, you know, like prior. I just, I just, uh, I'm so grateful for it. I really am. And I think that I can only credit just sharing my authentic like experience through becoming Muslim and and I love the way you say like I definitely try to encapsulate like my my personal style and just being my my true self that was before 
being Muslim mm-hmm. and, and carrying it onwards because I really do feel like if you were to meet me now, truth be told, when people do meet me now, uh, because I lived 23 years of my life before, like, you know, wearing a hijab and like being visibly Muslim, like I feel the difference of the way people treat me like now than I did like before. And um, that's just like off off the rip, like right when I meet someone, like sometimes in all honesty, there's like a little bit of a hesitance because people do, you know, like are hesitant about what they do not know about. Um, so I just feel so grateful to break down that barrier for, for mm-hmm. others, like uh, other non-Muslims that I meet, you know, they maybe have not been close to Muslim or, or had a conversation with Muslim. As soon as you start speaking to me, like I'm sure you can vouch for this, like I'm the same way that I was before for the yeah. most part, you know what I mean? Before I became Muslim, I'm very like chill, easy to talk to. I'm, I'm, I have my passions, you know, I, I'm, there's nothing to, people fear the unknown and there's nothing to, to fear. 100%. fear. And I, I can say that with confidence because I too said I would never wear hijab before I, before I knew about it, said I would never, you know, like I had the same, uh, hesitances. I had the same, you know, preconceptions to it all before doing my own research. So I, I, I would just love to continue to be that like face and voice for people to break down those barriers and, you know, just show that how unified everything really can be. And, and TikTok has been one of the best outlets for that because first of all, the algorithm is just crazy. The algorithm is just like, like, it'll just like blow up a video for, for overnight for, for nothing. But um, yeah, it's just a really easy, quick way for me to like tell a quick story. Oh my gosh. When I was doing the Foot Locker skits, originally like yeah uh, i think that's when i first saw, a- was like oh she's on tiktok and was like okay this is happening at work but like she should be working <laughs> off the like, clock kind of cool like i always used good. to do a hashtag um off the clock, off the clock. like to, 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 to make sure it was i don't know if i ever that i wasn't that. doing I it at work. dm i was questioning it's like should this be happening at work this is kind of cool like this Probably is like <laughs> this is underground influencing and yeah we can everyone knows that this is a full locker stock room even if you've never been back there you know this is happening so. promise but, you always off the clock always yeah but I, clock. I think at the same time you know it, it it just gave you know people a view of yourself and the world and 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 yeah. then you know how it is it's just now evolved with the person that you've become um yeah that's yeah, pretty amazing definitely it's been a beautiful journey and i love sharing it on tiktok yeah so i'm I'm just so curious now that now we're on the tiktok conversation so like what are your interactions like i guess like when someone messages you like what did they talk about like did they talk about your outfit like do people ask you advice like what does it look like again so beautiful i get i get i get it all to be honest i i have i have people you know as a someone coming to Islam like later in their life or even just mm-hmm. like a non-Muslim, like grew up like Christian and stuff like that, like becoming Muslim. And then I do get a lot of uh, men and females being like, you know, how do I bring this to my parents? Like, you know, I, I wanna, I've been feeling like this for a while and uh, how do I go about it? Or how did you navigate, you know, this at work? Or how did you, how did you tell your friends? Like all these like real experiences that like you're inevitably stuff. gonna have to do, yeah. Um, 
of course I do get the fair share of like, you know, where'd you get that from? Like, how can I find that hijab? Like, where'd you, how do you like hijab tutorial, hijab tutorial? Like if I like wear my scarf a certain way in, in a video, like hijab tutorial, yeah. like so, show us how you did that. Like I just get the well range of it, but obviously I have to say my favorite are the people that reach out and are like genuinely looking for just like a little bit of like a confidence boost or like advice yeah. in a certain category. Yeah. And I have faced that exact, you know, thing already or did that hurdle already and can just yeah. kind of give them some like reassurance or some like soft advice about how to maybe go about it when to go about it you know mm. things like that i get the whole scope yeah yeah i think you gotta start taking notes you gotta start capturing this because i think this is this is a book waiting to be written or an audio book or you know something like i think this needs to be documented because um I, I think just to, to hear how you you talk about it and 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 I think it, it's it's so interesting. Like I, I'm just like connecting dots. Is you know you you're you're a teacher of, of dance at one point of your life, and and to build confidence with other people, and now you're a Muslim and you're doing literally the same thing, but in a totally different realm. And social media is now such a big part of it. So you know yeah. you're you're talking and people are listening so and, and you're definitely inspiring so many different people younger and older so don't ever let that um don't ever let that carry you and if you, you ever question your worth I, I think you just need to look in the mirror and, and and look at some of the engagement you have um because you're definitely making a difference with a lot of people including that beautiful one-year-old that you have at home thank you so much you know i i feel i feel so blessed to to yeah. have transferred that to yeah. to where i am now i really yeah. do because it really so is an you. amazing transformation from lexia four years ago to lexia today so so but uh, one thing i think that that's never escaped you uh and you've kind of carried that and it's just transitioned and looked differently is is your your sense of fashion like from the pants that you wear to the shoes you then the fits you create is like it, it's truly next level if you if you never for those that are listening and you know, obviously you know you can check lexia on um on instagram or on tiktok this young lady puts fits together i don't know how much time you spend putting fits together maybe fits are just rolling <laughs> through your head and like a cross section in your head of shirt with pant with shoe and like eventually okay that one's that was a good one yeah. and then that was a good one but yeah like tell us like where like where did your fashion sense come from did you get it from your mom or was it like celebrities that influenced you and you kind of just rolled in a direction and another direction you kind of picks things up in the way and I think you know you mentioned before like you know for people that think you got to go and spend you know eleven hundred dollars on Beyonceaga it's not that it's you're you're going to you're going to, you're going to mm -mm -mm. black market mm -hmm. and you're coming out with a bag, mm -hmm. bag that was like fifty dollars and you have fits exactly. for Honestly, I I live in Valley Village. That's mm -hmm. the truth. I was born in a Valley Village. I believe I was conceived in a Valley Village. Like I was just, <laughs> I, it was something that was so ingrained in me, probably by necessity in my youth, probably by yeah. like that. That's where you shop. Like this is what we've got. But I never, ever had to see it like that. Like, it was just, I love a hunt. I love the, yeah, you know, there is the something adrenaline about rush. The hunt. Yeah. yeah, there's something so rewarding. I, I even, like, have a good amount of kicks that I've, that I've procured from there. And, and I just am such a thrifter at heart. 
even in a even in a retail store i live on the sale rack i've i don't i i don't even i find my way to the back like i like where yeah. the sale rack can that's just natural for me you and sound like my wife Catherine. Like, yeah said, like she just so beelines, she, knows where it's at. she starts at the back and works her way to the she front like if she sees like maybe the, the brand new item at the front yeah. she like hmm, all right i'm not buying that i will yeah. go to the back and it's gonna be way. back there yeah yeah no exactly i'm i'm just that's like part of the joy for me is when something's like such a good price because i again maybe it goes from before being my like i had a very like quantity mindset over like quality technically but then sometimes the sometimes it's intertwined. Like Value Village to me was just such a first of all, so much vintage, so much retro yeah. inspiration in that store. So I think um, in terms of like celebrity inspiration, like I watched a lot of Fresh Prince growing up. So oh. Will Smith and like he's like my like, favorite. Like he's yes. like my if we talk about style icons, like Fresh he's Prince just, on that the, the show one. was like he's the guy of like a, literally a whole generation and yeah. like the, the hats the bright colors to colors. you know he's wearing the jordan fives with like the big tongue or he's like you know he's flipped his jacket inside out it's like yes. i would never have thought of that but if i looked at the inside line, i would I, I would have the confidence to rock my jacket inside and i yes. have i have just like yes. oh, what, whatever and says so like <laughs> the shoulder pads are sticking out it's like do you not think the the pattern is amazing? And it's like, yeah, so I'll keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, thrifting number one. That's where I live. That's where you know. Sometimes a, a specific piece, like you mentioned, the pants. Like I do have a lot of like crazy colored pants. Like especially in that windbreaker materials. Like a yeah. nice windbreaker pant with a nice clean. Like sometimes one item that you wear has to do the talking, and yeah. and it's really nice when. I mean, I feel extra blessed now that I have this whole other garment that I, I have to yeah. get matched in there. And like, I love matching my hijab with my kicks and stuff like that. And having that other, um, you know, layering pieces is, is kind of a blessing. Yeah. At first, definitely seemed like more of a challenge than a blessing. But it's, you know, it's something you that grows with you. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think all day I do just think about this stuff I sometimes <laughs> I build sometimes I build from the shoe up yeah because uh that's a fun way to start and you know sometimes that's where like the color scheme begins but I'm a very matchy matchy person I've, I've realized like my whole life I'm a very like you know very matchy matchy so like if if there's a color in the kicks the color is also going to be somewhere else in the fit mm -hmm. like I I really loved the era of like the t-shirt like when you would buy the kicks, you would go and buy the t-shirt that went with that kicks. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah, just thrifting through like through and through. And um, sometimes that's where the inspiration grows. So much vintage inspiration, nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Cause the funny thing Elliot. is they, they tried to, yeah, they try to make things now that look vintage that are not vintage. Like they make new stuff that look vintage. So like it's a whole, it's a whole yeah. thing. So you mentioned yeah. Missy, who, who else is kind of in the realm of, your style <sighs> you said meant french prince and then you mentioned missy fresh is there... prince is number one missy elliott's easily like number two on there yeah and then ah uh, it's hard to say like specifics but just like i would watch so many 
so many like hip hop videos, a lot of like even like Lil Bow Wow and stuff like that. Yeah. I would be watching like his videos and be like, yeah, no, I, I'm aware of that. And and I'm sure you've like been able to tell like my whole like time I've known you, but I I really love. I would say like I guess you could say like the androgynous like style. Like I never really like felt. And probably from my athletic upbringing too, like my my older brother was one of my like biggest style inspirations as well growing up. So like I never really had it in my head to dress like super feminine necessarily. Like mm-hmm. I always wanted to be ready to play sports or like ready yeah. to like, you know, like I was wearing like basketball shorts with the high socks and like the kicks and like the baggy yeah. shirt, like from time. So that just kind of like, and then that, I mean, especially now that I'm Muslim, like the baggy jeans or the baggy pants with like the baggy shirt, baggy hoodie and like, I just love like the oversized fit and feel, which yeah. was probably like definitely like hip hop culture really like influenced me there. Totally, that's total total nineties is yeah. is the thing, and then I, I still remember like even in the nineties, um, like yeah, you 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 had to be ready if it was time to ball, like you, you had to be ready. So like yeah. there even yeah. became a point that you know men and women wore the basketball shorts underneath your jeans. under yeah my brother would do that just, all the time you just needed to be it's like i'm ready let's yeah. go let's let's lock yeah. up so yeah um, I love that so yeah amazing so yeah i know i've been for those that again again are that are listening to all streaming platforms you know this is on spotify this is on apple uh this is on google and then obviously it's on youtube the original interview that you know um lexi and i were to do was way back in in women's history month so way back in march and you know life and work and children kind of sometimes kind of put things um not on the track that you kind of hope that it would happen so this has been like two months in the making but if we kind of as we're wrapping up today you know kind of talk about you know women's history month and you know the the pieces that were like how was your women's history month like you know what what how did that kind of impact you and obviously things are a little bit different as we've mentioned you know a few times now that you're a mom so you know we we've now gone through women's history month a couple months ago but you know what was the kind of the impact or what's your reflection on uh, the month of march that was uh, it was it was a really good month to be honest a lot of great content was created and and consumed during that month mm-hmm. um I honestly, I delved deep on this one uh, athlete. Her name is Bilkis. Uh, her last name, Bilkis Abdul Kadir, and she uh, was a basketball player, and like she went to go pro, but she's a Muslim and wears uh, hijab. Hijab. So yeah, so when she went to go pro, FIBA didn't um, approve anything like larger than a headband that she could wear, and um, it kind of like. It made her for a moment be like, yeah, obviously a lot of non-Muslims were being like, you know, just take off the headscarf just while you play the game and then just you know, put it back on. Like, is it that big of a deal? And I mean, it's hard to like fully explain, but of course, like that wasn't going to be like that feasible for her. And she yeah. ended up having to like give up going pro to, wow. to you know, for, for that, which is, is sad. I mean, God willing, that changes one day, but um, it was definitely a test of her faith, but it also was like uh you know, she was able to advocate for, for so many, she got hundreds of thousands of signatures to try to get that changed. And like, they just weren't budging quite yet. Um, And I remember it was kind of like a tease though, because I think that they like made 
they're like, okay, yeah, no, we'll allow headgear, but nothing larger than five inches or something like that. So like you could wear a headband that that's just five inches. And so, you know, but like her story is just really like, she, she yeah. actually lives in London, Ontario now. Okay. Yeah. So she's like somewhat local and just like, she's really involved in the youth and like, uh, like youth athletics and coaching and stuff like that here. And it's just such a, it kind of like, a tingy bit reminds me of like kind of like my dance journey like I kind of found Islam on the end of my um like towards the end of my college like career and stuff like that and it really started you know I went to school for something that was like you know you were supposed to look uniform and like like you're I'm learning to dance like every everybody else to a degree you know in a music video there's going to be five of us there and like nobody should stand out you should all just kind of compliment the artist and stuff like that and I feel yeah. like I'd stick out like a sore thumb if I was the only one wearing hijab you know what I mean like so yeah. again god willing there's spaces and and stuff created and and more inclusivity involved for people but just like holding true to yourself as like a woman and like a woman of god and stuff like that yeah and um while holding your passions true too and finding ways to like still involve yourself in the communities and and the youth and just being that voice for the people that maybe didn't have the voice to speak up for themselves or maybe were willing to let go of a part of themselves just to fit the larger uh mold you know what i mean yeah just uh that that story really like hit me it was yeah, she has a, a special yeah it really really got me and i actually found that in women's history month so okay uh yeah just uh it was a great month uh, uh so much good content created and tiktok really really did well at pushing that um yeah pushing those stories through so yeah i think that year after year the the movement of women's history Month continues to grow and i think and i think it, it needs to i think you know mm -hmm. i think one of the big things is is how does it now become more sustainable beyond one month no different than yeah. you know uh, black history black month or, month. or any, yeah no exactly you know, you know we're in you know asian pacific islander month now in, in may like it's great that we have these months, but then how does some of the 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 spillover now carry you through like the whole um, the whole rest of the year, right? You know, we're we're going to come up on Indigenous Month. Um, you know, twenty first is you know Canada's Indigenous Day, and you know we have a, a day of reconciliation later in, in September. But how does that momentum kind of carry through? I think that's where the conversations and the pieces yeah. need to kind of happen. So hopefully we'll, we'll get to, you know, to that space, but where do you think in, in your opinion, you know, you know, whether it's the sneaker community or it's the dance, I mean, like, where do you think there's big room for, for changes? Obviously, you know, we, we look at stores like Makeway and that's like, it's a women's only sneaker slash, um, um fashion store so like they have a whole bunch of different streetwear plus you know they have a jordan account which is yeah. it's a great place a space yeah. that for for women and more of these stores across north america are now popping up so i think the pendulum is is rolling in the right direction more sneaker stores are now creating unique experiences for women so things are changing and i think changing for the writing but like in your opinion is there a gap is there still a miss that we need to like the world just needs to continue to consider and how things need to change i mean like you said i, I definitely see the pendulum swinging i see the ball rolling in the direction it needs to go 
um makeway is definitely one of the like things we've been begging for 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 a hot minute at least since i've been in like the sneaker world and sneaker community like like that it's like it the inclusivity is there but also like the slight exclusivity for women is there too which is yeah. nice you know we were very used to missing out on uh uh launches and releases and um i would just say like really personally like aesthetic wise i've always said this like women's footwear women's fashion doesn't necessarily have to scream like feminine if that makes sense mm -hmm. you know what i mean no, like we are it also totally looking sense. yeah like we're also looking for the similar six silhouettes and like like for me like it's the drop shoulders it's the it's the it's the size inclusivity is a huge one like uh I think that that's something that, you know, as much as like we're rolling in the right direction, we can always do more. We can always like, uh, and also just like the visible inclusivity I'm seeing so much of, I have to say, like I am seeing a lot of size inclusivity in marketing. I'm seeing a lot more hijabis in marketing, which I'm mm -hmm. loving to be honest, because that's an area where like, you know, I, of course I stepped into it four years ago. There's other aspects of myself as like a, a young black woman too, who like I, I didn't see growing up in, in too many like spaces, but like now I have this whole other layer as well that I'm like, wow, I really don't see myself like in, in spaces now, yeah. but I'm seeing it more and more. And again, there's always room for more, um, but I am, mm -hmm. I have to give credit where it's due. Like we are definitely, I see the effort getting put in, in certain areas and yeah. um, I'm sure it's just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah, Shout out Hijabi Ballers. Hijabi Ballers. Like yeah. Yes, they're like a basketball association for like Muslim women, and they, uh, they went to the WNBA game and stuff like that. And Nike, oh, did they? Toronto, really were, yeah, yeah, they were closely with them. So, just like just more inclusivity everywhere is what we need yeah. to see. And I think I've shared it with you a couple of times. Um, uh, his hashtag is Halarist. He yes. he he has <laughs> one of the most entertaining, um. Uh, Instagram accounts that there yeah. is period so he like he yeah. he will like play basketball against 10 guys he will find a way and he'll like use the sound of LeBron James or Kobe Bryant yeah. in the background and he'll have a jersey on but then you know he definitely is in Muslim attire like yeah. underneath the jersey yeah. and like the content and like and, and it, like I think what you have to give him credit like he's actually a really good basketball player because of the like you know he makes shots like over his shoulder or from half court like all the time so there was there was a video that he he did like pre-mother's day and he had his mom in it yeah, and his so mom was making basket and i was going what Sick. yeah this is incredible now it i don't know sense. it could be 200 takes but it's captured <laughs> and it looks amazing <laughs> and mom halabrist is fire like her so son fly. So. yeah <laughs> I see where he got it from. Oh, he got it from his mama, just like in the, just like your daughter, right? So, so I, I think as we we wrap up, you know, and and we talk about you know, you inspiring so many people, but who are those in your life that inspire you? That's a good question. Um, like I, I mean, obviously my my parents for sure. Like my mom in particular like faced as many adversities as she has but still you know especially now like newly becoming muslim 
the, mm-hmm. the steps that that kind of takes, the journey it mentally takes you through before is one that like really kind of strips you of like your ego, if that makes sense. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that um, like you can let that lead the way like your whole life and be like kind of you, you, you centric. Or there comes a time where you're like, okay, like I'm not necessarily making all these things happen for myself like you have to kind of give credit to like the creator and stuff like that and and just she she is someone who I you know especially as you get older in your life too like you definitely like have lived an entire life and know what you know and like respect to you for that you know what I mean like you've you've lived so much life you've experienced so much like to to then discover something and accept it to be true upon like your own research and such like um, mm-hmm. it's hard especially when some of the things that you kind of learn about uh, semi contradict with certain ways that you might be living yeah certain things that you might be involved in certain you know um we all have like our our, our things you know what i mean um so I, I, that inspires me daily that's this it was definitely something i didn't necessarily expect to happen when it happened yeah. but um she is a superwoman. She definitely, mm-hmm. definitely inspires me personally. That that's an amazing story, and I'm sure your mom, when she gets a chance to hear this, will be pretty proud of you and uh, and and you know the person that you've become. So, so Lexi, as as we wrap up, you know where you know mentioned your TikTok several times now. So where do people find uh, you on social media? So. My TikTok is, uh, if you search just at Lexia, L-E-X-I-A, it should come up. I think I'm one of the only Lexias on there, but um, technically it's underscore, 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 Lexia, underscore, underscore, underscore. So three underscores. Yeah. And then my Instagram is at young Lexia, Y-U-N-G, L-E-X-I-A. And then my YouTube channel, which you will notice has zero videos yet, but I have some <laughs> loaded. I have some loaded okay this is definitely gonna get the ball rolling for me your your youtube channel is definitely a big inspiration for me so uh awesome. that is also going to be the same as my tiktok so it's at three underscores lexia three underscores yeah. so you can go ahead and subscribe if you want for now and okay. uh, just have, have, subscribe have your right popcorn after, ready so I don't miss anything. <laughs> yeah no i do have some some things in the works there all right um yeah well, Lexia, again, you know, the, the listeners that when they get a chance to listen to it, and obviously uh, we've had a wonderful time just catching up and talking about you and just the things that are you. And I think that's what makes you such a special, a special person to, to me personally, but to so many other people. So um, really appreciate the time, you know, us just being able to connect and uh, and looking really forward to, to seeing you in the flesh in the very near future. So thanks again for your time and for those that have uh, tuned in for today's episode, you know, much appreciated. And we appreciate all the fandom, you know, those that are now wearing T-shirts and hoodies in the streets now because uh, the brand is uh, the brand is growing. So thank you, everyone. Lexi, do you have any final words to, to say before we sign off today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. And um, you are a powerhouse, Lionel, and I wish you nothing but success. Your passion just just flows effortlessly through the through the headphones through the screen through all of it and um just continue doing what you're doing because you're definitely definitely giving a platform to so many and we'd just love to hear what you what you're passionate about so thank Thank you you so much for this time
Much appreciated. Much so. Thanks, everyone. Another amazing episode for Sneaks, Rhymes, and Life. Uh, Lionel McDonald and Lexi Donaldson signing off. Peace. Later.